Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. We've got another special bonus episode. Bonus for you today. episode. We are coming to you live from Bardstown Bourbon Company here in Bardstown, Kentucky. This is our first live and on location interview. I am so excited to be here. But Bob, you know who are we with today? You know who's not here right now. I I, I know. <laughs> He's not here with us. He's not here with us right now, but we are actually here in spirit. Yes. With David Mandel, who is the CEO and president of Bardstown Bourbon Company. David, how are you today? Doing great. Thank you. And I'm sorry that I couldn't be there with you. I have had an event in D.C. that took me out of town. But um, I really appreciate you guys being there and thrilled that the whole team is there to take you through the whole facility and see everything we're doing. Yeah, David was gracious enough to set us up with a tour as soon as we get done with this interview. And Brad, actually, I think, is already itching to finish so that he can just go start drinking whiskey. I am so incredibly excited. <laughs> We've already tried some Bardstown whiskey on our own time. Yeah. And I'm just so excited to see, you know, where it's made, how it's made. I, this is going to be such a good day. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. That's great because we have a lot of new stuff, a lot of interesting things coming. And you've got the creative team right there that's making it happen. So they're going to take you through. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, David, because one of the things that blows me away about Bardstown is you guys really lean into the experimental. And can you walk me through a little bit of the history of Bardstown? Because, you know, from, from what I understand about it, you guys have been doing some really cool collaborative things prior to coming out with your own line of whiskeys. We have. And I'll tell you, it's really an exciting um, time. It's an exciting company. The history of the company is all about evolution. It was an evolutionary process. People say all the time, did you guys come out here? with the vision to build this? And the answer is simply no. We came out there with one idea and myself and our CFO and COO and Peter Lofton, our chairman, we had one idea and then that idea evolved. And as we got out there and we learned about the community and learned about the bourbon trail and learned about needs in the market, we came up with this concept of the Napa Valley style destination experience where we do custom whiskey production, we bring the community together, and it's a celebration of the entire craft of making whiskey. Yeah, I love that you say destination experience because even just pulling in on the highway just you know, off of the site, you see this massive facility that is modern and gorgeous, and it is a place that I would recommend literally just by seeing it oh, and yeah. being outside of it. I'm like, you need to go check out Bardstown Bourbon Company. Yeah. And, I mean, and again, it's it's something that has been we've had a very as we have evolved, we've had a very clear vision, but we move very quickly. And so and we're not afraid to experiment and to test. And I think that's one of the real frontiers that you're seeing in bourbon. We like to call what we're doing the modern bourbon experience because we're bringing in culinary. We're bringing in cocktails. We're bringing in we're balancing art and science and the, you know, the beautiful history of bourbon making but we're also pushing the envelope. And you're going to see that throughout the entire facility. So for those of, uh, of our listeners who can't be here at the facility, can you kind of give us a little bit of a, a narrative walkthrough of what you're talking about? You know, I, I know that what you guys did as your bourbon was aging and, and maturing is that you allowed other distillers to kind of come in and do some experimental things. And that's become part of your fusion and discovery series as well. So, you know, it's interesting because we saw a very important need in the market for what we call our collaborative distilling program. And simply put, the collaborative, collaborative distilling program is complete custom whiskey production. We produce for over 24 different customers, we produce everything from High West to you know, a number of great brands, Jefferson's, Kentucky Owl. We do all their production going forward, but completely custom. Mm -hmm. That kind of service never existed before. 
But going one step forward, forward further, they get to make Bardstown Bourbon Company their home. So we celebrate them. They showcase it. You know, and what is happening, we'll do 40 different mash bills this year. So to put this in perspective, the big companies do anywhere between one and five. Wow. We'll do 40, and they range the entire spectrum from single malts to bourbons to rise. You're going to see that. Very complex. But the beauty of it was really giving the customer the ability to make anything with us. And we have gotten all of that knowledge, all those companies working with us together has translated, you know, into us producing our own products. Yes. That's what is great. And so we fully embrace the idea of collaboratively working with other makers. That's exciting. Can you walk us through your line of Bardstown bourbon uh, that you've just now started producing? Absolutely. So we have some really exciting things. Our first is obviously fusion. And what fusion is, fusion is beginning to introduce our aged bourbon along with some really beautiful Kentucky bourbon that we purchased. And we put everything on the label, completely transparent. So this is two, this is 60% of our juice at two years old. One is a 20% weeded bourbon, one is a 36% rye, along with an 11 and a half year old Kentucky bourbon. And what was neat was this was done with our culinary team, our beverage team, and our distilling team working together, 50 blind tastings, get this right balance. Wow. So it is lending and it's introducing our product to the market. Next year, it could be 70-30, 80-20 as we go and we begin to show you, you know, as we move towards having our fully aged products. Mm-hmm. Discovery series is purely about the art of blending and making just a beautiful product with our three teams. This is four Kentucky bourbons ranging from five years to 13 years total transparency. And as Dan Calloway and Steve and John will tell you, this was just about making a great blend. And we see that as really one of the next major areas coming is the art of blending in bourbon. Had it in scotch for a long time. Yep. A lot coming. Then to round it out, we have our collaborative series. These are really limited edition products that tell the story of us working with other great artisans to make something really special. The one I'm holding here is our Pfeiffer Pabot Reserve. We took a nine-year-old Tennessee bourbon and finished it for 18 months on Suzanne Pfeiffer Pabot's Cabernet barrels. Beautiful, incredible attention to detail. We sent the barrels on refrigerated trucks, and this is a super long finish. Uh, It's really a decadent product, but it's a great story. It's got her logo on the back, so it's telling the story of the two companies. We have one coming out next year with Prisoner. We have three more with Copper and Kings. We have one with a great Armagnac house, a great rum house. And the idea is to make you know, limited amounts of these and tell a great story. And they will be primarily only available you know, in our facility. Yeah. Go ahead. And I, I think what attracts me so much to Bardstown as a company is there's this – I feel like there's this idea in the in the spirits world of like – you keep the recipe under lock and key. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, no, this is this is our recipe and you can't have it. And you guys, like you said, not only are you working with other companies, but even within your own company, you're working with multiple different teams to ensure that you are putting out the best product that you can. And I absolutely love that. That's it. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you make things that are really great, um, 
they're going to be very well received. Not everybody likes it. I mean, is this traditional? No, it's not. Right. But, you know, there are many aspects of what we do that are. And so I think that's where you see things going. What we really see from the, the consumer that's coming in and what they truly appreciate is the fact that you're walking into our facility. We carry everybody's products. We sell everybody's. We have a great vintage whiskey collection. You can have wine. You could have, a, you know, you can have craft beer. You have a wonderful meal. And you're enjoying this in cocktails, straight. You're having, you might not have it at all. And so you might be traveling with people and you're not a bourbon fan, but you know, maybe you like wine and this helps introduce you to the category. Absolutely. So we're seeing that every day. And so um, it's really exciting. Again, we're calling that, we call that the modern bourbon experience. And we're really excited to be pushing the, uh, pushing the edge there. I really appreciate that you brought up, you know, the attention to detail for the consumer as well. You know, we just did an interview up in Newport with New Riff earlier in the week. And what we're seeing a lot with these these more startup companies and just newer uh, distilled spirits producers is that transparency is key. And you guys really seem to have keyed in on the fact that the bourbon consumer nowadays is highly educated. They want to see the mash bill. And for you guys to be able to just slap it right there on the bottle, it shows that you really care about the people that are buying this off the shelves. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a trend that is crossing all industries, especially kind of in food. And, you know, people want to know what's in their products, right? And whether you're a millennial, whether you're older, people want to know not only what they're consuming, but they also want to know, you know, the, the history and the story behind it that's real. And so we made a very conscious decision early on when we came out there and we, we bought that property and we looked at it and we said together as a team, what's the story of Bardstown Bourbon Company? And the idea was, well, that's, we're not going to try to create some story. Here, this is it. Let's just celebrate bourbon. Let's make great bourbon. Let's include everybody. And that's going to be the story. And yeah. so that's how it evolved. And so um, it's been an amazing process. And the story of the company is the story of this team that has come together all from all walks of life have moved to Bardstown to build this company. And you're going to you're going to see so many of those people today. Um, and it, it's it's great. Well, David, the uh, the conceit of our podcast is film and whiskey. And so we try to marry these two concepts as much as we can. And if we can roughly transition here as much <laughs> as possible, we asked David to send us a list of his favorite movies that we could discuss here on air. And one that stood out to us, and I think the one we want to key in on today, The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski, the Coen Brothers 1998 classic. David, what is it about The Big Lebowski for you that gets on that list? It's one of those movies that just is so special. I always find myself when I watch it, you sit back and you, you say, how did, you know, how did you write this script? This yeah. script is so incredible. They never, I mean, they, they make great films, but they've never been able to duplicate that, obviously. Sure. Duplicate it. it is so brilliant in terms of, and I have read review after review trying to figure out, I'm sure as you guys have, what really that film is about. And there's so many different theories. Yeah. Incredible. It's almost it's almost like Seinfeld in that way, in that it's it's kind of about nothing, but you don't care because you're along for the ride. It's a, Seinf a Seinfeldian masterpiece. <laughs> it's funny because our uh, Dan Lind, who is our CFO and COO of the company, is a huge fan of that movie, and we always find ourselves quoting it when people just <laughs> say things. You know, right. line, you know, and you quote it. We had this idea; it was a joking idea for an app that has the entire movie <laughs> built into it. 
And so you put it on, and any time you get a quote that is near, somebody says something that it is near what is a quote in the movie, it automatically reads it out like Alexa. So put that out there in the world if anybody wants that. Yeah, you you bring us on board as investors, and we'll be we'll be right there with All you. All about it. <laughs> you, you so, know, here, can I tell you something funny? Because there really is a neat story here in terms of the convergence here of my background. I actually wanted to go to film school. and. Wow. So here we have film and whiskey right here. Right? Yeah. Uh, that was my goal. And I had made a film in high school, 16 millimeter film that got accepted in the Chicago Film Festival. And um, my father, who was a professor at Drexel in Philadelphia, talked me out of going to film school, which was uh, one of those seminal moments in your life. So, you know, who knows? We might be talking about your movies, the, the Mandel movies. Or maybe I'd be unemployed. so david can you remember the first time you saw this where you did you see it in the theater when it came out um i did um i believe if i recall correctly dan and i saw that film together um oh wow yeah this is going way back this is going way back you know, with the Coens, I feel like a lot of their stuff is so far ahead of the curve that it kind of gains steam after it's been out for a few years, kind of as a cult class. You know, I think about Raising Arizona was exactly the same way. And so it's it's really cool to see that you were one of the early adopters of this movie. Well, and you get the white, you know, the the whole, you know, can bringing back alcohol there, obviously the white Russian. I think what was it last year at the Super Bowl when they tried to bring back um, they brought back the references to the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. But again, you can't you can't replicate the dude. It's something that I feel like they caught lightning in a bottle with Jeff Bridges in that movie. And he's never been, uh, you know, there was a great uh, documentary I watched about him making that film. And that was like one of those moments for him that changed him forever. Absolutely. So would you say that that Bridges in that movie would be your favorite character? No, actually, uh, you know, I think Brent is one of my favorite (laughs) characters in that. movie. (laughs) Why do you say that? Just because he was so, and it's obviously sad what happened to him in real life, but yeah. he was so awkward and playing that character, just, it, it was so real, especially when they're walking down, you know, through, uh, down the hallway and he's looking at the pictures on the wall. I mean, I, I, I can't even do the impression. I can't do it justice, but Brent is so awkward in that, but so, so beautifully awkward in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's one of my favorites. There's something for me about the dynamic of uh, John Goodman and Steve Buscemi in that movie, too, that, you know, we were actually we just recorded an episode about voice acting in animated movies and someone brought up Monsters, Inc. And I never it never occurred to me that there was a reunion of those two going on in a Pixar movie. I didn't think about that either. That's fascinating. (laughs) Way less vulgar. Yes. (laughs) So, David, is, is there any one particular scene in Lebowski that just sticks with you? Oh, gosh. I mean, where where to begin? Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of them. I mean, there are plenty. I mean, the one one of the great scenes is when they bring the dude into the limousine and it's Brent and the big Lebowski and, <laughs> and Jeff Bridges. And uh, it's like one of the one of the great one of the great scenes. Like, you know, I start quoting the movie here, but I, I wish you would. We can always bleep you later. It's OK. <laughs> Have you ever considered, man, <laughs> she kidnapped herself? You know that that whole scene, right? <laughs> and you know, and all he wants is his rug. It's just he's just on a quest for justice, right? Well, yeah. David, yes, go, go, please go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, you know, I don't know how much I've, I have spent so I have spent many many hours reading 
reviews about that movie and commentary. And, you know, there's just, you know, is Donnie real? Does Donnie exist? There's all sorts of really <laughs> fascinating theories about, and then tying it back to the old West and what it means about, you know, kind of the formation of America. And there's some really neat, really neat theories about how deep that film is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, when you, when you sent us this list of movies, I was so excited. Oh my gosh, I don't even, there was probably five of them on there. There were some pretty moronic ones on there. And I'll tell you, like, I don't think, I mean, I think I can remember these because there was, um, there was obviously the Big Lebowski, uh, Brain Donors. I don't know if yep. you ever saw Brain Donors. I have never seen that. Brain Donors is a film you have to watch. So there was John Turturro. It's okay. one of these, like, mo- movies. It is a play on um, the Marx Brothers' Night at the Opera. Oh, interesting. And it is so fast and it is so witty. Um, you can't almost can't imagine him in that. And of course, Tatura was in Big Lebowski. But check out Brain Donors. Okay. It is, it's one of those movies that just was a real sleeper. I think we're going to have to do an episode on that and let's, maybe just feature Bardstown bourbon throughout that episode. Yeah, let's do it. It is a, that's a, it is a great movie. Well, I was going to say, when, when you sent us this list, I was so happy to see, you know, how grounded your choices were. And I think it really is kind of on brand for what you guys are doing here at Bardstown. I, like, I, I've, about been, us. I've been so impressed with how, how active you guys are on social media, how aggressive you are with your marketing, but also by, by supporting the little guys like us. We really have felt like you have, you've treated us like royalty since we've been here. We so appreciate the samples you sent along. And I think it's just it's so great for building your brand that you show, you know, a, again, who you value. And it's definitely the consumer. Yeah, we very much do. And that starts at the top on down from our chairman through us. I mean, everybody values the consumer. We value opinions. Um, we really do. And it's something that's important because at the end of the day, you know, we're making a product that really is designed for enjoyment. I mean, that's what it is. It's about enjoyment. It's about fun. It's about having this over a great meal or in a cocktail. I mean, when do you consume these things, these great products, and hopefully in most good circumstances, (laughs) it's over the things that I'm talking about. But, you know, that's the kind of company we are. And I really love the fact that, you know, we're producing exceptionally high quality products that are used in the most responsible way. And they're used to create and enjoy and create other things like beautiful cocktails. And, yeah. you know, it's we really are in this. It, you've just we're very proud to be doing what we're doing. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what you're creating is beautiful stories. And, and like that's what people remember in their life are the moments that they share with friends with honestly with good cocktails that have good bourbon in it that you can get at Bardstown Bourbon. That's Company. right. So when you I mean, think about it, the, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Those are the, what, what do you remember? You remember whether you had a good time, you know, right. that, that's it. And so as we're, one thing, you know, you'll see today is we're designing our visitor's experience, for example, which will be opening in a couple of weeks. The visitor's experience is all designed to balance education, hands-on, cocktail making, we get you into all of it, but we want you walking away having fun. It's not a formulaic tour. It's not walk through and wait to the end to have a tasting. It is, we start drinking right away. We start tasting distillates. We make cocktails. We see you. And it's not scripted. Yeah. We have certified bourbon stewards. Our, our spirit specialists that are, you know, part of our team are the ones that are going to be conducting this. And you can talk to Dan Calloway a little more about it, but he'll give you some insight. And it's, again, it's going to always be evolving. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's about having fun. 
Well, David, let me say this. You know, th- there's so many of these companies that I feel like are starting to make waves in the industry and, and we're watching them and intrigued about it. But your company is one of the few that I, I can honestly say we're excited about. We love what you guys are doing. We love everything you stand for. And, you know, as we, as we sign off here today, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time and, and Godspeed to you, man, because this is this visitor experience, the, the restaurant, the whole facility is just beautiful. It's overwhelming. I, and it's uh, like awesomeness. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate that. It means a lot. And thank you for helping us spread the word because that's what we're really trying to do. You know, we want more people to understand what we're doing out here, you know, and you're seeing the impact, you know, it's, this is helping Bardstown. It's helping the community, which is something that we really care about. And it's helping bring greater tourism and focus into Kentucky. And so at the end of the day, that is a major part. We all work together. It's a it's an industry that is extremely tight knit and very close, unlike any other industry I've certainly seen. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, that's we all we all compete on the brand level, but we all help each other to advance both the community and the industry. Yeah. Well, David, as we close out, is there anything coming down the pipeline for Bardstown that people need to know about? Yeah, I think there are a lot of exciting things. We're going to be opening up to the public here very soon with the visitor's experience. We're moving very quickly towards a great bottling facility here at Bardstown Bourbon Company. Um, We've got plans and in works. We're looking very closely at a hotel project on the site and rounding out that destination experience. And we have some great products, you know, additional collaborative products coming forward. And we're going to be, you know, and we're continuing to take our current products, our great fusion and our discovery, you know, out across the country. And so um, we're just, we're just thrilled. This has been David Mandel. He is the president and CEO here at Bardstown Bourbon Company. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you and enjoy today. 